Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is not our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away, James Pearce. He is on his way back from Seville. However, I do have with me our LFC editor, Andrew Kelly. Hi, Andy. Hi, Ian. Also with me is Joe Rimmer. Hello, Ian. And Neil Jones. Hello. Uh, Andy, first thing, obviously plenty going on on the pitch uh, last night in Seville, but there was uh, some troubling scenes off the pitch. Yeah, I mean, um, none of us were in Seville, but obviously we're hearing reports of lots of problems for Liverpool supporters on their way into the stadium last night. Um, there's a couple of stories up on the on the Echo website that people will have seen um, fans being turned away with with bags or having their belongings taken off them um, when they sort of you know r- rightfully complained about that they were uh, sort of manhandled away by police reports of police. Um, hitting uh, at least one woman we know about who, who spoke to the Echo last night, uh, a Spirit of Shankly uh, committee member, I think. Um, there has been a, an announcement from the Spirit of Shankly for anybody who did have issues to get in touch with them. So I encourage anybody who's listened to this who hasn't to, to speak to Spirit of Shankly. And it looks like a lot of fans were affected by this. And obviously, you can imagine, I know there were a lot of number of flights flying back sort of in the early hours, so a lot of people would have had you know, stuff to take into the ground. And uh, I think seems to be, and you don't like to prejudge these issues, but a massive overreaction from you know, a Spanish police force who um, who sort of have put a dampener on what seems to have been a really good trip in terms of, I think, Seville. haven't been to Seville myself, but by all accounts, a beautiful city. And also most of the people that Liverpool fans have met over there, fantastic welcome from them but just this issue with the police so the club have put out a statement now saying they're looking into it um, I've seen a statement from Spanish police trying to blame supporters for um, for arriving with, with fake tickets but I mean uh, we're seeing we've seen evidence from Liverpool fans really of their tickets not even being checked or been or being everybody being herded into to one to one area despite them being in different areas on their tickets so it's difficult to believe that explanation from police but no doubt there'll be more detail to come um neil atkinson from the anfield rap who we know here you know wrote a very uh detailed piece about his experience you couldn't meet a nicer fella than neil and he was uh you know had his belongings taken off him and ended up not going into the game and then was manhandled away so encourage people to read his piece and uh yeah you know just puts a little downer on what was obviously a bit of an epic football match but uh um, hopefully, um, if people come forward with what their experience was, we can sort of stop this sort of thing happening so regularly in the future. Now, Neil, it was, as Andy says, an epic football match, going back to matters on the field, but it would have been a lot more epic had it finished after 45 minutes. <laughs> yes, yes, or 89, or <laughs> 91. Um, just, just, it was a great game, wasn't it? It was one of those, I imagine a lot of people like to watch Liverpool, um, not necessarily Liverpool fans, but people must think if they're on, probably worth tuning into them and I think they're in everyone's coupons for over two and a half goals and both teams to score because they just you, you just you guarantee that there'll be sort of that kind of uncertainty about them and I was being myself and Joe were in earlier this morning we were talking about um, you know some of the assessments that people were given after the game and a lot of a lot of the same scapegoats come out and you know maybe with justification on certain occasions but I had made to mind saying last night, oh, but what are the chances they missed at three 0 And you think, is that where Liverpool are? They have to, they have to get that fourth goal to just be be certain of winning a game. And yeah, is the answer. Unfortunately, that's that's uh, that's the only way you can put it. They they didn't uh, 
they killed the game off, but not enough. And and as Jürgen Klopp said, they left the door open. And well, I think it's quite embarrassing for Liverpool last night. I thought it was. Uh, it's a. I think your your synopsis was perfect, Doyle. I thought you said it was a very bad way to get a good result. I mean, Joe, you mentioned. Well, Neil mentioned then that you were talking about the game. I think all Liverpool fans would have been talking about this. I mean, what was your take on it? I mean, Neil just said then that he thinks it was embarrassing. Would you go that far? I mean, Sevilla, Sevilla yeah. haven't lost at home for a year, and both Real Madrid and Barcelona failed to to, to win at uh, at the stadium. So, yeah, but it's it's the manner that in which it happened, isn't it? You know, they were they were in such control at half time, and then to to come out for the second half, and I, I think if I ask anyone here, anyone at home. If, when that first goal went in, I'm sure you all suspe- su- uh, suspected that that would be that would be three three all once we got to the end of it, or or even worse. You know, I, I think most Liverpool fans they've seen this before. They they know the signs, and the way Sevilla started that half, and the way Liverpool started retreating, started making mistakes, it just happens over and over again. And what frustrates me is we we talk about individual errors, and and it's almost it's easy to pick out people like Moreno. Or Jordan Henderson last night, who struggled in the second half, but it's the way this team plays is they make themselves, they, they they're susceptible to individual errors because they can't control the game. They, Michael Owen alluded to it afterwards. He said they should have just won that three 0 They should have made, went out the second half, shut up shop, basically put on a boring show in the second half and ended that game. But they can never do that. They can never just manage a game, and it's frustrating because they're this close to being a really good side. And if they could just find a way of playing where they can keep the ball for longer than ten seconds, rather than rushing upfield to try and score another goal, they might they might actually see some games out. But yeah. they don't. They just hand the initiative back to other teams, and then there yeah, they make these mistakes. But they're under so much pressure that they're going to make mistakes. Players aren't going to be able to constantly get these little moments right. You know, Moreno was under pressure. I thought for the for the penalty, Coutinho puts him under pressure by playing the ball back quickly to him, and he's got to try and control it. And they're on top of him. So I just think it's the way they can't control games. Like the style of play is great at times, but Klopp's got to find a way of, of setting teams down and when, when they're in the league, controlling the game. You mentioned... Oh, sorry, There's a naivety about them, isn't there? Mm. There's just a naivety that you see. I mean, even at West Ham, when they won 4-1, they had that 10-minute spell and they, had, they do things like Mignolet goes into the corner and starts doing a step over yeah. and nearly gives... And, and all right, you get away with it and you say, there's no harm done. But there is harm done because the opponent... Knows that there's half a chance, so I don't give up on the next one that goes into the corner, or I don't, I don't just assume that Dejan Lovren's going to clear it, or Alberto Moreno's going to be switched on to this. But it just, it just perpetuates this this idea that Liverpool can be got at, and you know we have four games where Liverpool can see the one goal, and they've had three clean sheets, and we started to dare to wonder whether they might have just found a little. Way of playing, they, they haven't. They, 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 they won't. <laughs> they, they, they simply won't with this group of players. They'll never be a team that can just do what it needs to do and can play smartly and with experience and and, and nous in in a game like that when they're under pressure because they don't have the. I don't think they have the the quality of player to do it. I don't think the players are good enough to do that. But we'll deal with the two players that have just been mentioned a few times then. Um, we'll do Alberto Moreno first. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if he doesn't come out for the second half, Liverpool win the game. Now, there's no way Klopp can know that. Cause after well, the, in, the fir- in the first half, in the first half, I thought he played reasonably well. He was very disciplined. You very rarely saw him go into the Sevilla half. He was doing a job. You know, we've mentioned before that Klopp's 
made this conscious decision to get the full-backs to be a bit deeper and not bomb on as much and let the forward players go off and do their thing. And it all worked in the first half. But then just as in the you know, in the UEFA, sorry, Europa League final in 2016, with his first touch in the second half, he, he, Moreno came out, did some silly header. I think they conceded a corner then off it. Yeah. And then he was always on the back foot from then. He... It's I, don't, I was going to say, I don't like to pick on him just because it wasn't just his fault. But you, you, no, if you I mention mean, individual errors, if he doesn't do them, Sevilla don't get the momentum. It all comes from that. You wonder if he's, if he's got this mental block by playing Sevilla. And I he know was all right in the first half. But, well, he was all right in the first half in Basel. <laughs> yeah. you know, this is the thing. I mean, there's all sorts of theories being propounded around social media. Like, you know, Agent Moreno. You no, know, that's and just nonsense. There, it is. But he's playing so badly against Sevilla compared to... I mean, we mentioned him in the, in the pod on, was it Monday? Yep. Talking about how, what a good season he's, he's having in like, you know, there's a couple of people reminding me of that on social media last night saying we discovered him. Well, you know, we've actually taken our while to, to work our way around to sort of believing the renaissance of Alberto Moreno. I certainly have. Uh, we discussed it Monday. So you can't, you yeah. can't not believe but, it on the strength of one game, then. No, exactly. Well, what I said on Monday was that he's now in a situation, I think, where he can make a mistake and people not believe he's reverted to type in given the benefit of the doubt on that mistake and believe what they've seen for the rest of the season. Actually, I think a lot of the reaction to last night suggests I was wrong on that. <laughs> uh, the people, but, people believe that was the real Moreno, but for me. We have to see what happens from here. Does he, you know, anyone can have a bad game. We see the best players in the world can have a bad game. Cristiano Ronaldo was having a bad patch for, you know, a good few games this season, a bit of pressure in Madrid. So, Moreno, let's look at what he did. There was a really random header in the first half where he, he tries to head it away and heads it. Hits, completely the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Completely the wrong way and gives away a corner. To be fair to him, he then wins the header from the, from corner. the corner and clears it himself. There's he one moment. There's, yeah, yeah, there was one moment in the second half where he actually clears one from under his bar yeah, when yeah. it's not going in, but it's going to the fellow at the back post, and he sort of saves, um, you know, saves what would have been a goal. But he can't get away from the fact that he's at fault for a big chance where he in the first half where he wanders all the way across the field. It's the one where I think it's Ben Yedder um, puts it just past the post and. Um, it, that's all Moreno's fault. He, he basically vacates his space and the, and the attacker goes in there and is in. Um, so he's at fault for that. He's at fault for the silly, 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 silly free kick. Um, <laughs> what was the free he, kick? Sorry. It was really silly. Yeah. Um, where he just shoves, shoves his arm over. That's just laziness. But you talk about being out of position. If you look at him before that, that's because he ran into midfield. He's, he's trying to yeah, go on his wrong side. Man, so then he man, charged man, back, Is it lazy or is he panicking? Well, because we've done, we have, we've had this. We think we mentioned it on Monday about Dejan Lovren. He's kind of who incidentally had a very good game. We'll come on to him, yeah. But he, he can, when he makes a mistake, he goes, "Oh no, I have to make up for this." And he goes and rushes around. And Moreno is a bit like but that. But the first thing he's got to do is get back goal side, and it's not difficult. The fellow's heading towards the byline. He's not like zeroing yeah. in yeah. on goal. So be clever. Get yourself back goal side, and then defend when he comes back at you once he collects the ball. Then so he gives away the free kick. Then he compounds that by letting the man, uh, Ben Yedder, get across him at the near post. If anything, that's almost as bad a mistake. So there's goal number one. And suddenly, um, 
what what we all knew was that if you let Sevilla into it with their crowd and everything else, one was gonna was gonna bring more than one. It was that was absolutely certain. The penalty is the softest penalty. I mean, there are penalties you give away because it's a last second. The fellas through on goal, and you're trying to you know you either bring him down or he's gonna score, or you either try the tackle. That that is a, you know. That's just the worst. It was lack of awareness. Was it was the same as Arsenal. Was it the first game of last season? Was that almost oh, identical it was just, to Arsenal? Yeah, we just, yeah, it's yeah, like it's just it's lack of awareness of I mean, where the players are. I mean, it's a massive dive. I mean, let's, there's, there's contact, but he's gone down deliberately. You, you mean uh, successful deception of the referee? Successful yeah, yeah. deception <laughs> of the referee. There's, there is more... Well, he stands on his foot, doesn't he? That's he thinks foul, about yeah. it for two... Yeah, it might be a foul, but did... But does he need to go down? Of course he doesn't, but no. he's gone down and got the penalty, and, mm. and that's probably... You know he's done his job, hasn't he? But no one tells me that there was enough for him to fall over. He thought about it for about three seconds and then fell down. So, but it's but Moreno's lack of control. I don't really blame Coutinho for that that pass. It was for me. I think it was perfectly controllable or getawayable. He miscontrols it, lets it under his foot, and it's almost like he's thinking about what to do with it before he controls it. And then, so, so he's at fault for that. And then obviously we did we didn't see much more of him because Klopp had his number up pretty rapidly after that. We will stop there on Alberto Moreno because we've done him more <laughs> than enough. But we'll turn on to another one that the fans were, were sticking the boot into, Joe, and that was Jordan Henderson. I mean Neil was speaking in the office before about there was some stat knocking around that Henderson didn't make a tackle, whereas we're all convinced that he's he's made some it's how you define a tackle. So he wasn't quite as bad as that in terms of being combative. But Second half, I mean, I gave him a six, which in retrospect possibly he was worthy of a five. But he just seemed to be overrun. Yeah, I think as everyone lost their heads around him and, and he just shrunk, didn't he? Just he's the captain. Yeah, and, he, and he's the captain. It doesn't help that the midfield are non-existent, aren't they? Wijnaldum completely goes missing. He's the classic fair-weather player. He, he's great and looks, looks like a really good cog in a great machine when Liverpool are together, but when they're not, he disappears. And, and I think... Henderson tries to fight too many fires, but yeah, it, it's difficult. You know, I think he has he struggled this season uh, quite a bit in that role. He just doesn't seem to be as quick, maybe over a couple of yards. Um, seems to be a little bit slow and get his foot in. And and as Liverpool are under pressure, his passing becomes worse and worse. And he's not picking any passes anymore. He's not composed. Um, but again, I think it's difficult to pick out individuals when I think it's the way that the style of play that they that they use. Yeah that makes it difficult for everyone. Everyone's under pressure. Everyone's playing at 100 miles per hour. There's no one cynical enough to slow that game down. I know it moves on a little bit, but you, you look at someone like... We were talking before, Neil and I, there was a moment in the game that I noticed where they kicked the ball upfield. It ran straight through to Carrius. And rather than just cynically wait, let the ball roll to his feet, wait, allow them once, one of their players to close him down, pick it up, some time wasted bit of sting taken out. He kicked it straight out to Lovren and almost like tried to get Liverpool back on the attack. They were they were three two. Lovren when Lovren burst through into, into like the attacking right wing position yeah, and yeah, went yeah. down the line. And one Genie Van Alden should have said, Well that's Dejan Lovren going down the right wing, so that's a that's a no no of a pass. But he still played there and Lovren got there. And then you think you're Dejan Lovren, you're in the right wing position, basically win a corner or a throw in. That's that's all you need to do. And he tried to do some <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I just rolled out of play, and you yeah. think you're stupid. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry to say that, Dejan. I know you're quite, you know, you've had some bad stick of late, but 
Well, that's it's 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 stupid. That's not his football. job, though. That's not his job. No, it's, no, it's, not, but it's stupid yeah. football from Wijnaldum to yeah. give him it, and it's stupid football from Lovren A to go yeah. and B to, well, to do what he did. Wijnaldum is one of those players we've said this time and time again. He's a touch player. He, he, he moves the ball on. But when yeah, you've got a game like that where you need to dig yeah. in, he's a I wouldn't say he's of no use, but he's certainly not as effective as he would be. And if this is again, we're going to, I'm going to mention the name Lucas Lever. He'd have no. been brilliant. Last Rod, Rod Laver would have been. <laughs> well, you say that, Ian, but we've had situations where Lucas has played in those types yeah, give of games. Away a free and, kick on the edge of the know, ball. But then you so can't have it both ways. What would you rather have? Would you rather give them the opportunity to score from that free kick, or would you rather say, "Go on, then have a shot"? Well, look, my my whole take on how the game unfolds was is I completely agree with the lads. This Liverpool team isn't set up to control a game, and they almost don't know how. Well, they clearly don't know how to do it in the sense that they play at pace and at tempo. So when you need the pace and tempo completely taken out of the game, I was yeah. I watched the replay when I went home and complete Carrius doing these quick kicks yeah. whenever was absolutely doing even on the replay. So does that come from the manager? Or does that or come no, or, or does that come from the players on the field or on the field? Loris Carrius does that once and if, if, in my opinion Jordan, Jordan Henderson turns around and goes Loris, don't you dare well, do that again. Didn't Henderson, you you didn't Henderson do that to Moreno when he conceded the free kick for the first goal? Didn't he go over to him and say, you well, know, calm he, down? Yeah. Well, he did. And but, but then, I mean, that comes down to, do they, do they respect him enough to listen to what he's telling them? Do they respect him to go, that I'm going to go in that dressing room and, God, Jordan's going to be waiting for me and I'm going to get it in the neck like what Roy Keane would do? But not every yeah. captain has to be like that, though, do they? No, but in some sense, like that, yeah, he should might yeah. benefit from then, it. There needs um, to be more characters in the team, doesn't Is it? that due to their age, though? I mean, I was looking before uh, at, at the age of the players. I was amazed by how many of them are 25 or, or younger. I mean, Henderson's 27 now. You would say he's getting towards his peak career, but you'd hardly peak, peak years of his career, sorry. But you'd hardly say he's the most experienced player, would you? 27. Clavan, what's he, 32? 32. 32. Yeah. Again, the, the, he was another one who did okay. The whole, yeah, but he's never going to be the massive communicator telling everybody else what to do because he's not in the team all the time. It's this whole game management scenario where they seem to let themselves down, and you know, we even saw like the the severe ball boys having an impact on the game. <laughs> they were whizzing these balls back, and uh, you know, even Klopp ended up getting in a row with them, Joe Gomez, and and there there was enough there for Liverpool. Uh, to easily win that game last night in the end. But, as Klopp said, they, they opened the door. And one thing that a record of not being beaten at home in a year tells you, or 25 games, is that if you give them a chance, they're going to take it. And they took their chance. I, my overall take on it, I don't think Liverpool were as good in the first half as people say when I watched when I watched it back. Because, um, yes, they had chances, but they scored two from set pieces. Woohoo. We, we we don't. I mean, great. We haven't. No, we're complaining about that. No, exactly. I mean, excellent. Those are sort of exactly the sort of cheap goals I was calling for in this pod. You know, in the last few weeks, brilliant. And they look like they've been worked on the training ground. You know, those those near post flick on. So brilliant stuff. They also that gave them the freedom to to play in open play and get get chances. And obviously, they managed to get the third from from breaking away. And then you know the keeper saving and Firmino does his no look thing and and it goes. Um, but but Sevilla also had a couple of great chances in the first half. Brilliant save from Carriers from Nolito. Uh, that one I've just mentioned that went just past the post. And I don't think Liverpool... I mean, I think... Was it 63, 65% Sevilla had in terms of possession in the first half? Mm. Um, they were well in the game, but Liverpool had 
the cutting edge and got and got the goals. And in the second, then actually, I don't. I know that this will be sacrilegious to some people. I actually don't think Liverpool were as bad as some people think when I when I watched it back. I was going to say when it went to three two, how many people here thought, "Oh, they've lost this. They've lost this." But Sevilla, after that one, Klopp. To be fair to him, he saw what was going wrong. He took Coutinho off, which I thought was a good move because I thought he completely disappeared in the yeah, in the yeah, second so. half. But Chalani did quite well. Milner yeah. did okay. well. Okay, quite well in terms of what he was, he was doing. A bit more physical, yeah, wasn't yeah. he? At least. He added a bit more yeah. to the midfield. He pulled out of a fifty-fifty. Yeah, about he a did minute close. Yeah, uh, and Milner, who I thought did okay yeah. as well, did okay. I think uh, the problem with Sam was that he was like I, I pressing know, on. I don't know. Sia did not look as though they were going to. As far as I'm concerned, Sia didn't look as though they were going to score. But I know that Neil. But it was offside. Yeah. Well, he was still six yards out in front of goal. It was still. You know, they were still putting balls into the box. Clavan, I think you had a stat today, Clavan had nearly as many clearances as the Sevilla team, which suggests that they were under some sort of pressure in and around their own penalty area. Which Liverpool, I thought, I, I disagree with Andy, I thought Liverpool were diabolical in the second half from, from the front down, as in, I thought the hold-up play of Firmino was dreadful, I thought Mane was tired and should have been off. Totally agreed. The problem started at the yeah, front of the pitch. Yeah. When you watch the replay, Mane had a really bad second half. I mean, he should have scored, but he had that good chance when Champ put him through. But the ability of that Liverpool top line to hold, hold on to the ball on. and get them up Win the pitch. Yeah. Now, you can say, the manager should look at that and say, hang on, who have I got on the bench who can hold the ball up? Probably was Sanky so on, on the bench. He's the bench, probably, yeah. OK, it's a bit tough for a young lad to come on, but he's he's got the strength that can move you up the pitch. And the, the problems for Liverpool, the, most of the defence played well last night. Well, I was, Dejan, I was just about, I was about to say Lovren that. Was, had, was superb for much of the game. Ragnar Klavan had as good as a game as he's had this season. He was a bit unlucky with the header. A little bit unlucky with the header. He could have gone anywhere, that. He got I mean, something onto it. When you're a defender, you think, first yeah. thing is get something on this to head it away from goal. Joe yeah. A lot of them did good things and bad things. Gomez, I thought, was one of those. He did quite a lot of good things. Yeah. Showed his strength a few times, but he also did a couple of not-so-good things. Moreno was the one you'd pick out that, you know, obviously he was at fault for two goals. So so I think the problems for the midfield started with the front players um, not holding the ball up or, and not really showing a huge amount of threat. Having said that, Liverpool still had a couple of chances to go and finish that game mm. in, in, the, in the second half. You know, Chan thinks he's squaring to Mane right. to finish it. Uh, Mane should score on the sort of on the volley when the ball when Chan plays it through to him, and so the game could Salah have gone. There was Milner as well. Milner Salah just yeah. faced the one first time. Milner yeah. just the square pass to Oxley Chamberlain as well. Didn't so again. so that's because Sevilla, of course, had to go for it, and Benega got on the ball and he was sending passes um, down either side, wasn't he? And I have to say, I watched Henderson and Wijnaldum quite closely in the second half, and I was ready to. Henderson made a massive mistake for in giving the ball away for the, so that the lad ended up having the shot, deflected the corner, and that brought the equaliser deadly on. That was the the one the thing that I saw. He didn't get on the ball much, but a lot of times the where you'd expect Henderson to be, the ball was elsewhere, and I I, def- I don't think he was. I don't think he had a good game, Jordan Henderson, but I, I don't think he was as bad as some people are saying. And I know loads of people are really keen to be straight on him and go, obviously, if you've given away a 3-0 lead, there's been a lack of leadership and a, a, you know, a lack of 
everything else. But it's perfectly possible for a very good team to score three goals at home in a half. Liverpool scored three goals away in a half. It's. I sometimes think people, people forget very quickly that a goal will change a game. And as soon as you said it, and as soon as that first goal went in, we knew that everything was going to change in that game. No, it's, it's the second goal. It's the, sec- yeah, it's the second goal. Manchester City, Arsenal, even Arsenal, even Tottenham, Chelsea, any of them teams. I don't think they draw that game 3 3. Well, I, Tottenham, I, can see, I can see Arsenal giving away that. Tottenham, very Tottenham lost a 2 0 lead again. I know it wasn't quite the full team, but they lost a 2 0 lead against West Ham in the League Cup recently, so it does yeah. happen. Yeah, well, yeah. But, I mean, I think, and, this was, and this was Tottenham this came severe. behind to be brushed at all. Well, exactly. Last night and, and yeah. Behind to this play is, Real Madrid. Isn't, isn't ah. the problem, sorry, isn't the problem that. All right, Sevilla do it, and they're very good side. But we've seen Newcastle do it. Yeah. We've seen Sunderland do it. Absolutely, we've seen Bournemouth do it. And and the problem is not so much that Sevilla did it because in isolation you probably go, okay, yeah, Sevilla are a good side, and they piled the pressure on. But in within that, it just keeps happening again, doesn't it? Every six months we get one of these where we, we're having impromptu podcasts yeah. to to, yeah. to, to <laughs> lead questions into, into what's going on, and and it happens too many times on the clock, and the clock's got to find a way of stopping it. Fifteen times that they've conceded three or more under clock. Three times this season, in a, in a, they've conceded three or more in a single half of the game. The goals are coming in glots, aren't they? That's, yeah, one, yeah, of, yeah. that's one of the things. That's I mean, that's some of the evidence you can point to that there remains a problem. I mean, as I said at, at halftime in the West Ham game, it was that I've still no idea. What was it halftime? It was two 0 yeah. wasn't it? Two at nil, halftime. Yeah. I said the thing about this Liverpool side, I've still no idea if Liverpool are going to win this five nil or if they're going to throw yeah. it away. And that is ultimately why this side isn't a great side yet. They're still a very good side, but if they need to take the next step, there has to. And the problem, the reason each of these games really it sets you back mentally. That they're now in a situation you need to get through a game like that. If, well, they nearly did. If they nearly did. If they, if they got this, through yeah. this three-two, it doesn't half make you approach the next similar situation with a sense of we can we can do this. And we can actually do it better than three-two. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We can. We we know we can get through the situation. But what you've got now is they're going to have to cope with another similar situation of getting ahead in a difficult situation and fighting off a fight back, so to speak. Yeah. To get through it, to give themselves the confidence they can do it. And Klopp moans unknowns or has his say on nervousness around Anfield, but where does he think it comes from? Where, why does he think <laughs> that fans are thinking, oh, Shane Long's coming on here, like, what if Shane Long gets one? You know, why, why does he think that fans are thinking like that? It's because the history tells them there's half a chance that they're going to, I think it's five, is it five times you can see the lead of two or more mm. in a game to, to not win under Klopp. Five, you know, that, that's like, they should be like once in a decade. And he, 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 he would look at it from the point Twice of view. We went to Seville, Sevilla, and scored three goals in the first half. Who else has done that? Okay, Man City did last year, but you know, the, the, he'll look at it from that. I was going to ask Joe the question: If your Spart, your Spartak Moscow's manager, their players, because obviously they need a win in the final game to to get through ahead of Liverpool. We've got, got to bear in mind Liverpool is still top of this yeah, group, yeah, of course, yeah. top of this group, unbeaten in seven games in Europe this season, and they should really have won all of the games, all seven, and they should have won. Rome are certainly going to go through and if they don't get through against Spartak Moscow they don't deserve it but going back to my question you're Moscow what are you thinking are you thinking oh no that Liverpool team that can score three goals like that or seven against Maribor or, or are you thinking oh this is a Liverpool team that can 
you know, concede three goals like that in the second half, we'd better get at them. Because for, for opposing teams, it's almost like it's the same problem. So hang on, they don't know what Liverpool's going to turn up. That's, that's true, but it, but I think they'll always be thinking the latter because we, we've seen so many teams that think you don't have to be that good to have a go at this Liverpool side. If we get a goal and put them under a bit of pressure, they could collapse. I don't think it's it, it's it's a certainty that Liverpool get through because we know that this side can vary either way and they could go and swap Spartak aside and, and wander through into the next round or we could see another 2-2, 1-1 draw or defeat that, that puts them second or puts them out and, and I just think that... Oh, a draw. Yeah, season, a draw. Season, draw, season, draw, season, draw, draw season, finish second. Oh, right. And I think it's, it, it happens too often. It gives teams confidence and I think if it happens once every few years then alright teams don't remember it but everyone knows now everyone knows if you have a go if you put Liverpool under pressure they'll make mistakes and you can get goals they're the only team that can be at the best for an hour and get beat Liverpool they, they, any other top team can be at the best for an hour and the game's done yeah. like, you know Real Madrid last night half pace you know, second, second gear Apoel Nicosia absolutely stuffed 6-0 Tottenham had a 20 minute spell against Dortmund played well they beat West Ham for one back playing particularly well for a way shorter amount of time but, than the score well, yeah, that's, that's, that's a different that's a different beast as in Liverpool can play brilliantly and still lose and what I'm saying right, no yeah. other team yeah. can do that Liverpool can can absolutely cut teams over they should have five in the first half could be five two say in the first yeah. half Salah had a chance Firmino had a chance didn't he um, but they just they just haven't got any reliability about them. That's it. They're, they're like a. I don't watch like Formula One that much. They're like, <laughs> like Kimi Raikkonen's for like any any card. But the, Alonso's in. The, <laughs> the, the, the great championship winning teams, Liverpool, of course. They you, you know they only produced their best often for maybe especially in away games yeah. was only like ten minutes in the game yeah. where they went and you know for a lot of the time they were quite happy to. Um, to dig yeah. in, to dig in, yeah. and not and give anything away. Like this Liverpool team should go. We only need Mane for twenty minutes here, and there you go. But this, com- this comes back. To this last, this comes back to the last half hour because you could argue, well, they did dig in for, for the last half hour. They made the changes and went right. We're going to just stay back here. And and what we witnessed against Southampton was, I thought, was we were getting to a stage where mm-hmm. Liverpool weren't going to go full pelt. They're yeah. basically going to go. We're going to go. We have the men at the top end of the pitch that we know they will get us a goal, so we're going to be a little bit more solid. And I think Klopp is veering towards that. And we almost got away with it last night. Now, the the grim inevitability of the equaliser, to a certain extent, colours your view that it was always going to happen. Well, maybe it was and maybe it wasn't. Do you know what I mean? We've seen it often enough from this Liverpool side where there's a strong argument to say it was always going to happen. But, personally, I think there has been a slight change of approach. I think I do think they they very nearly got out of Seville as the only team to win there in the last year, and that somewhere along the line this side will learn from these lessons. Now, there's an there's an argument is can you have everything? Can we have we revel in watching quick, piercy, um, dynamic team that Klopp has brought to us at its best? Do we, and then and then then we're annoyed when we 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 don't get a a, a grinder out yeah. bunch who can see you home. But and they didn't towards the end of last season, is it down then to the personnel? Uh, no, uh, what I think it's it's about 
being able to vary it in a game. So you can be, you start off as what Andy's just talked about, that quick passion, and then the game is won. And, so then, and, then and then you go, right, different mode, there we go. Who's, who's we go deciding the mode then? Ultimately it's the manager, but, yeah, but I don't, what about the players? I don't for one second believe that Jürgen Klopp went in the second half and said, Stop playing. Fourth, you know, <laughs> get out of get out of top gear here, get into second, and then we'll think about Chelsea now. We'll just start. I mean, there is another team in this. There is another team in this. Yeah, severe. You can't forget the fact that. No, no, but the, but the, the fact is, it happens too often, doesn't yeah. it? So it, yeah, I, I know this. You look at those two games, and you tell me that Sevilla are on yeah. the same level as Liverpool well, as, not, as no. a footballing team. Same with Sparta, Moscow, same with Maribor. But they are. They're not. I agree with Jones. They're not. But they are. In terms of the sides that have made comeback, these types of comebacks, they're, they're comfortably the best. They 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 have a way of getting. Because they've result, got a lot they? of experience, certainly in Europe, having won as Liverpool know. Don't think anyone's arguing. I mean, you should remember. There's, I think there's only three members yeah. of their team and who played Escudero and someone else. But it's still it? passed on, though, isn't it? From them, Liverpool don't really have many players who've, who've got that experience. Mm. So, but no, I mean, you say that. But Liverpool have got. They're not. They're not all teenagers, are they? No, got, how, got many, how many, how many Liverpool got... players have won something? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> but they've got players who've played the Champions. They've got Mo Salah, who's played in you know, decent games, big games for the country. They've got Sadio Mane. They've got Genie Wijnaldum, who's been around for, for a long time. Ragnar Klavan's the captain of Estonia, Dejan Lovren. They've but a team of established internationals. Yeah, but it goes back. How many of them are actual winners, though? If you talk about systems, though, and you talk about personnel, cards on the table here. My, my worry is that personnel won't change it. I think you bring in Van Dyke, say, and all right, yeah, you get, might get a slight improvement, but these things will still happen because of the way Liverpool play. And I love watching Liverpool under Klopp. I think they've got some fantastic players to watch, some great goal scorers. But Liverpool will never win trophies if they don't stop being so naive and start being a little bit more cynical and closing games out. But, but you don't win trophies playing like this. Well... I'd, the counter argument is Dortmund did, and they had, and I'd take seven or eight of the Dortmund team that did. I've seen better players. Joe, Joe said this the other week. Cynical. He said exactly the same thing. Yeah, maybe more cynical. Like people like, or maybe 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 people like Van Dyke can bring that side into them. But I don't know. I just think, I just feel like it's system, and I feel like the way that they play, they're always playing at hundred miles an hour. And yes, last night we're seeing. Firmino try and flick things on, try and set people up, try and put people hmm. through, rather than hold the ball up and just win free kicks and, and slow the game down. It just doesn't happen often enough. It massively started with those front players mm. in the second half. I'm absolutely adamant about that. And how you sort of impart to to them who who have a sort of who've grown up and and become gr- great players playing a certain way to say that listen, just get it under. And win us a throw-in halfway through their half. That's all we want you to do for ten minutes. And changing that mentality is difficult. Now, if Liverpool at half-time, there was a lot, lot of Liverpool sports on social media, and admittedly that's a bubble, and you don't know. I'm sure there was a lot. You know, I, I would have taken any win at half-time, but there were people hoping that Liverpool would go on and make a real. Let's go and win this five, six. And clearly that. You know, Sevilla's record just tells you that was unlikely to happen. It could happen because this, with this Liverpool side, anything can happen. But really, what was needed was, you know, we know the message in the dressing room was was keep going. So, that but what actually happened was that they 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 sort of sat back a little bit and tried to basically become incredible. You know, hit them on the counter attack, which you know they'd had a bit of success with since they they'd gone in front. But if you then 
get a situation where the front players are a little bit off and as things get a bit nervous then that type of play is harder to do then you just want the ball as far away from your goal as possible you need to move yourself up the pitch and that's what Liverpool didn't do and Benega was able to get the ball into those areas down the sides and put pressure uh, on Liverpool and the balls were then coming in and you know they almost got away with it I'm I'm still I, I was frustrated as anyone and you know, could you know could feel it coming from the moment the first goal went, as you said, Doherty. But actually, when I went back and rewatched it, I sort of I found it quite cathartic in terms of actually the feeling I was getting wasn't <laughs> good therapy. Wasn't, wasn't, that was I actually thought they weren't quite as bad as it appeared. Uh, the whole issue of the intangibles is difficult, isn't it? The leadership issue character that you wrote about Doily, is it is it there? You know it's difficult. You can't just you can't just say they don't have it because oh they lost a three goal lead from half time. You can point to them getting a three goal lead by half time and various other things. It's it's never as easy as it seems. It, it's infuriating. All you can say is they've got a great chance on Saturday to go you know if they go and beat Chelsea at Anfield um, under the under the lights on that half five game, it's a good chance to get this out of their system, and then you know they've got to go and do a job at Moscow. Because one thing I'm sure about, if they're not on the ball against Moscow, if you're a Spartak man, you're going let's play on their nerves here. Let's let's keep this tight. And the cr- at nil nil after half an hour gone, you know if I'm Spartak man, I'm thinking I've 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 won the first battle here. Three nil after half an hour. But you, but you're thinking this place might just get nervous. Um, they were Liverpool. That team wasn't the only Liverpool team, sorry, to play in Seville yesterday, was it, Andy? The <laughs> under 19 scored a very good victory, and you were particularly excited about it. Well, yeah, well, I, I think James Pearce was even more excited because he was there and uh, and enjoyed it. But um, Stevie Gerrard's team into the last 16 in style um, only lost one game. They lost in Spartak on a on a plastic pitch in a really odd game. Um, but, yeah, another good win. Another great goal from Rian Brewster. Liam Miller scored in the first minute. And uh, his team's playing really well. And, you know, all, it's an open draw, I think, in the last 16. So who knows who you'll get? And that kind of a big bearing on how far you can go. But certainly they're playing good football. Uh, I think the lower... The, the two main lower teams under the first team, the 23s, five points clear at the top of the Premier League 2, and the 18s... Um, doing okay in the league, and I'm not sure Gerrard's lost a game yet. He's lost, you know, he's lost that Spartak one, but has he lost a game in the I think league? He's lost one, I think. I think he maybe lost one. But I mean, they won five one at Middlesbrough on Saturday. Went on to win four nil in Sevilla yesterday. That got got a bit, little bit of an um, bit of aggro in yeah, the game as well. Yeah. It's always good when you win those. And uh, so I think Stevie said to James afterwards, "Oh, we knew it. They're terrible losers," um, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is great. But um, yeah, well, just well done to them. Young lads are doing well. And I know there's a temptation the day after that, you know, second half last night, to be massively down about things and frustrated. And we all, we all are. But you've got to just dust yourself down. I'm going to take, you know, as Klopp always says, we thought about it all last night and then today's a new day. And I'm, I'm looking ahead. I'm going to try and be positive because, you know... I'm getting on now. There's no point being, and being bitter and annoyed. It'll be about Chelsea. Yeah. It'll be Chelsea on Saturday. 
lead into my final question then. Yes or no? For all of that, will Liverpool get through to the knockout stage of the Champions League? Joe? Yes. Ian, yes. Yes, Dale. group winners. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, but you just think there's going to be a couple of weird moments. <laughs> yeah. they'll, be, they'll be behind at some stage <laughs> yeah, yeah, in that yeah. Anfield game, definitely. Right, join us later this week where we will look ahead to the Chelsea game. Cheerio. <laughs>